welcome back to On the Mic with Mike Peters. I sat down with Joey Tepidino, a comedian from Lancaster, hours before we were supposed to do a show at Carl Hall in Wilkes-Barre. That show was canceled, so we kind of made the best of it. We holed up in a library, so you're going to hear a little bit of background noise. It's not that big a deal. If I hadn't mentioned it, you probably wouldn't have noticed it. But Joey's a really fun guy. He's got a bunch of projects down in the Lancaster area. We just talked about kind of his progression from being a, a startup comedian in Stroudsburg, spending time in Scranton, and then going back down to Ephrata and Lancaster area. Please uh, enjoy this episode. I had a lot of fun talking to him. Follow along with what I'm doing at On the Mic with Mike Peters on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Take care, guys. Peeling back my sunburnt skin I'll wait outside your bedroom I, I hope they let me in Here with Joey Tepidino from Lancaster. How you doing, man? What's going on, dude? Yeah, man. Thanks for doing so. Uh, we we're supposed to full disclosure. We we're supposed to do a show tonight at Carl Hall. <laughs> yeah, and that got axed. So we're like, yeah, ah, let's meet anyway. Yep. But man, kind of worked out because yeah. my girlfriend is uh, vending in the area. So Hell's Bells, check it out. Yeah, I didn't know you had a girlfriend. I, yeah. I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> you look like uh, Joey. I've known Joey for a couple years. You always look like a guy who's only going to stay on your couch for a week, and then it turns into like eight months. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now, Joe, you're, you're a fantastic comedian from oh. Lan- in Lancaster now. Thank you. Uh, we met in Binghamton, yeah. uh, you know, what, three years ago, probably? Yeah, we used to take a three hour trek up there, do the mic up in uh, Matty B's. Were you always in Lancaster? Or? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. You were a Scranton guy, right? Well, no, I wasn't Scranton. I was oh, okay. uh, like the Stroudsburg area. So I had to oh, drive like geez. an hour to get to Eric. And then, Eric, you know, Eric Drexler, is a friend, Eric. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, he would drive up to Binghamton. So it was like a three hour altogether. That's nuts. Yeah. yeah, man, that was a good scene. I, I just yeah. told you before turning the mics, but like when you guys moved, it's like, oh man, we lost so much juice yeah. at that Binghamton scene. Eric was a huge uh, part of that. Yeah, <laughs> he was yeah, a, hu- yeah. a huge, you know, if it wasn't for him, a lot of those comics wouldn't be going up there. So No kidding. Well, they stopped going. Yeah. <laughs> they yep. absolutely stopped going. Yeah. But what, what was that like? Because uh, you were you're in Stroudsburg, you had a good name in Scranton, and then you moved to Lancaster. So that was kind of a new area. Yeah. Were you I'm, nervous about going to a new scene? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I moved to Ephrata. It's like uh, 15 minutes outside of Lancaster. But yeah, I was super nervous. It, you know, I became the new guy again. Like, not that I was a hot shot in Scranton, but right. like I felt like I was like kind of making my way there. And then it's like, oh, I got to start all over again. So it's basically what happened. At some point, do you say, well, all of my old stuff is now new again? Yeah. Does that re-energize you a little bit? Yeah, a lot of that stuff didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird how there's different crowds. Like, I had a lot of... A lot dirt, like dirtier stuff. So you know, it just it didn't really go over as well down in the Lancaster area. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So did you did you have to change how you were as a comedian just to get get in that scene? It a worked better? in a it worked out in a positive way though. It worked. It helped me become. I mean, not that I'm like tooting my own horn, but it helped me become a better comic. Well, I know like, uh, and this is I don't know a whole lot about you. Didn't know a whole lot about you then. Mm-hmm. But when I'd see you at a mic, it's like I used to get frustrated because I'm like. It seemed like you never finished that bit. You're like, ah, that's stupid. I'll go to him. And I was like, I told somebody, I'm like, uh, probably many people, I'm like, he's so funny, but like, I don't know if they're laughing because the material is funny or all the delivery and everything. And then I know when, uh, God, it would have been a couple Christmases ago or something like that, uh, mm-hmm. a Binghamton guy, Mike Szczynski, came came back from a show we did with you. Yeah. And he goes, you got to check out Joey now. Mm-hmm. So good. Oh, wow. And I was like, you know, it sounds bad, but I was like, I was surprised. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, okay, so, I mean, he's like, yeah, he, he, 
yeah. the bits he has, they're hmm. solid. Oh, wow. And it's like, but I always thought that that was because you were getting on stage a lot more. Mm-hmm. And you were just working out a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was the reason I would do the uh, ah stupid yeah. is because I was I was nervous as shit. Like okay. I'm, I still get nervous, yeah. but like I always like I always feel like I could tell right away. Like they're not gonna laugh at this. Ah, it's stupid. Yeah. So I would just. But over the years, I started collecting the ones that you know got laughs, and I just I built a set out of you know the good ones. So now, where do you see yourself now? Like in that in that scene, in Lancaster, because you're, you've been there for what year and a half, two years. Uh, about a year and a half, yeah. Okay. Where do I see myself? Yeah, I mean, do, do you do you feel him pretty well now? Do you? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm actually I'm host. There's a, a mic at the uh, Lizard Lounge in Lancaster, and um, it's also called the Chameleon Club, and I, I host every other well every three you know Mondays. There's okay. three hosts, so I host one of them. So yeah, kind of slowly got better. And is this um, something you did in Stroudsburg too? No. Okay. I never hosted. No. Yeah. What do you What do you think about it? It's a whole different ball game. You know, it's like a whole different dynamic. Do you host? Oh yeah, yeah. For yeah, play, it's I've, a completely different animal. I've hosted uh, I've hosted the open mic in Binghamton for three years. Yeah, and just like one year here, one year here, one year there. Yeah, and then you know I host most most every show I do. Every show I produce, I pretty much host. Oh nice. So it's like yeah, it's different. Yeah, it's hard for me because I got to be like you know here are the beer specials here's this. Hey, all right. And, you know, it's hard to make that transition for me. I'm le- I'm still learning that that part of it. You know, and then what what I found. Uh, kind of eases that is that if you do like your five minute warning if you yeah. can get any of that information out during so you, the yeah so you don't have to keep going back but you know yeah. it's you almost can't yeah. avoid it mm-hmm. you know there's always going to be like you know I, the hard part for me is like breaking from all right that's it for me here's yeah. somebody else like yeah you know because like you're waiting for that applause and sometimes that doesn't yeah oh right. yeah, yeah it's yeah. awkward yep. and it's just like okay i guess we'll get started now you know it's just <laughs> yeah. kind of like yeah I found that it's, you're more of like a, almost like a, a DJ slash like hype man as opposed to a comedian. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's hard for me to work on my material as the host. That's so far for me. That's yeah, what I found. And I've also noticed that when I, especially at an open mic, I'm afraid to try out older stuff again. Like like the stuff I worked on last week, I'm afraid mm-hmm. to bring that back because I feel like you ha- the crowd, especially the comedians, they expect something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. all right. So exactly. you kind of like can't, you have to take your the stuff you're working on on the road, mm-hmm. you know, and do something else. So yeah. you're, as a host, I feel obligated to do other mics as well. Yeah. But otherwise, like, I'm never going to get anything out that I want out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if people are coming back and they're like, oh, there's that guy doing the same material again. Why would I come back again? Yeah. You know, because you set that tone. You're like, oh, well, everybody's going to do the same material again. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, wow, well, no, it's just, all right, so I'll take one to the team. But what's funny is you're supposed to do new material or uh, the same material over and over again until it gets better. So it's just, it's hard to do that as a host. But I'm not, I, like, I like hosting. I like it. It's a different thing that I'm learning, a different animal. And it's made me more comfortable on stage, like, learning crowd work and yeah. stuff like that so do you wish you would have started as a host and then gone up like that natural progression i would have never been able to okay i'm terrified of talking on stage okay. still to this day yeah. fucking horrified you, you picked the right profession then. yeah <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah i opened with that the other day <laughs> so this big show when did you start doing comedy um i think it's almost been four years now okay. so yeah i actually took a comedy class i know everybody hates that but like that's the i was like how do i get into comedy and i saw there was a comedy class i signed up in bethlehem where that's Jesus how i met from yeah Yep. So I met Eric Drexler. Oh, okay. At, at the class? or Yeah. Okay. He was in the class. Now, what did you take, what'd you take out of that class? Um, I met Eric Drexler. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, a, it, was a, it was a great class. I don't really remember, but um, there was a lot of the, I forget who taught, uh, Ryan Hill taught it, and he was, it, was, it was good. I mean, he got me on my first, um, you know, in front of people for the first time. So 
that was my biggest hump is getting in front of people. And like, right. like I remember the first day I had to stand up and introduce myself and like they were going around the room and then they like, I was just like, Oh my God, what do I say? What do I say? Like I, all I had to say was my fucking name. And I was just, I was terrified <laughs> of, so I mean, there's hope out there. If people are terrified of talking in front of people and you want to be a comedian, there's hope. So did you at least remember your name? Um, no, I forgot. No, okay, I'm just well, I, I remember my name, but yeah, I was scared. Um, do you, do you remember uh, the first joke you had that worked? They all worked. No, oh, okay, um, that's right, right. I'm just kidding. My uh, fault. No, um, uh, no, I don't remember. I can't remember my first set. But really? uh, I remember that for the comedy class, they had us perform. There was a bunch of people that came, they, and uh, it was like a huge thing, so I got a lot of laughs. Then the the second time I went on stage, it was like four people in the audience. Nobody paid attention. It was just a dark, quiet room. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm not good at this. No, it's like so. every other every other show. Yeah. Until you have something established, that's kind of how. Yeah. It goes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's always the hard part. It's like you're trying to tell people, no, it, it, it you you kind of need mm-hmm. to go through that. Yeah. But everybody is so discouraged. Mm-hmm. It's like no, it, it's gonna work. It's gonna do be like that for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. And even if you're very established, you're gonna have nights like that where it's just mm-hmm. just tanks. I still get nights like that, but it's not. I don't take it as hard, as hard anymore at all. You know. Well, I think part of that might have to do with you hosting a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, for me, at least, like I I know, and maybe this is <laughs> maybe none of my material is any good, and that's why they're not. <laughs> laughing, but I, like I always say, like like when I host, like I'm just taking a couple bullets. Yeah. Because you got some drunk guy in the back. It's a free show. They don't care. You're kind of ruining their nights. Yeah. All right. I'll try to warm them up. And as long as I can end with, with a laugh, I'm, I feel good about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that might just be placating my mind and saying, mm-hmm. oh, well, you know, you're not that good. But maybe maybe this worked. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's kind of what I do. Mm-hmm. And it's like as long as I can build the momentum to the next person, I feel as a host, I've done my job. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, tell me with crowd work, too, because I, I think of something to say in between the comics. Like just yeah. like a quick little like I hate I hate when comics like our hosts they'll they'll have do like a half an hour between each comic that's like one of the rules of being a host like don't do that but yeah it helped me with crowd work like I, I look around the room I'm look waiting I'm seeing what the comics are saying I'm seeing who's laughing who's doing what you know you make a quick little quip and then you bring up the next guy but when I first started hosting the open mic mm-hmm. I thought of that as like a pop quiz like between everybody I'd want to say something quippy yeah yeah like maybe it works maybe it doesn't but I'm yeah. like okay well I have. I have three and a half, four minutes to think of something funny. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And it work, when it works, I'm like, oh, there's a high. Yeah, yeah. And then when it doesn't work, I'm like, well, now I have to yeah, yeah. drown in, in sorrow for the next three and a half, four minutes. Yeah. And I always feel bad because I feel like, did I ruin the next guy's set? But <laughs> yeah. They're probably not even thinking about it. But for me, it's like, oh, I fucked up. No, and you know what? They're probably so buried in their notes anyway yeah. and in yep. their self-consciousness that they don't really hear what you say anyway. Yeah. They don't even hear what I say as the host. When I, do, you, do you ever like go to a show and the, the first guy, the host goes up and you're just like, you're half attention you know you don't really care you know what i mean like yeah. as the host like there's so much pressure like oh my god they're all wild you know i have to be this great hilarious uh nobody really cares yeah and for me i just you know i i'm especially the shows i do i take money i do everything i'm like a one-man band oh okay. so oh damn so i basically have to do like i've i've trained myself to be organized so i can do this yeah so yeah i'm, I'm so compartmentalized that you know i'm focusing on this 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 mm-hmm. and i just go you know do my 15 i'm like all right yeah then the pressure's off Mm-hmm. Like then I can watch and you yeah. know, take pictures and, and be a fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the uh, fun part. Yeah, the fun part about hosting, producing for me is like I get to book the comedians I really want to see, and I don't have to pay. Yeah. So it's kind of no, nice. that's cool. Yeah. So we were up here uh, for for books where like, do you come up this way often, uh, Scranton, to like come back? Um, once in a blue moon for yeah. a show. Yeah. Not not often. Any of those like when you're here, like, do you have any of those old feelings like? Like of nerves come back, like oh yeah, this is where I screwed up this joke, or this is where they weren't paying attention to me for this one. <laughs> no, this is a good. There's good. It's a good crowd around here. Usually, they're they're laughers. Usually, 
<laughs> they're laughing. Yeah. It's it's kind of it's a little bit tougher down. Did you ever go to Philly, the Philly area? No, I've never been to Philly. Yeah, I've been, Philly, to, Philly, been to New York and, yeah. and uh, New York City. Yeah, yeah. how's it up Not there? Philly. Oh, it's good. I mean, it's good. Yeah. It's, it's crowded. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I've only been there a few times. Yeah, so I have no. I don't have a lot of experience with it. Mm-hmm. But how's Philly? It's good. It's uh, it's a little tougher, but it's good. But tell me about the Lancaster uh, area. Like, there's. It seems like there's something because I've worked with a bunch of comedians on there. It seems very, in a good way, very competitive. Yeah, and like you have to kind of be working out otherwise you fall behind yeah it's competitive there are a lot of great comedians so you can't help but get better or you're just gonna fall behind like you said but um yeah there's it's a growing area there's new people new comics every single mic that i go to there's different mics popping up there's shows all the time it's it's a it's a growing area unlike the Strasburg area so yeah what's that scene like i don't nothing okay you gotta like drive everywhere yeah because they had the one place that closed down closed down yeah it was uh the, the the was it the Sherman? Yeah, the, Sherman Showcase. Yeah, Sherman Showcase. Yeah. Yep, and it's done now, so. Oh, it's sad. Yeah. But you got out. I got out. So it's a happy ending. <laughs> but yeah, Lancaster area. Come, come to Lancaster if anybody's listening. Great crowds, great people, great comics. That's that's still the Lehigh Valley scene, right? Like, No. Is it, it's is, more, is it's it? more like uh, Lancaster people, Philly people, Harrisburg people. Okay, all right. I still do go to Bethlehem though okay. for the. Right. That's that's why. Yeah, yeah. I used to live in Maryland, so I would oh, go okay. through, Maryland people. Yeah, so I would go through um, when I come back or go to see friends. Yeah, I drive up. I actually went to an, a wedding in Ephrata. Okay, I, I went. <laughs> I went as a lesbian's date to a wedding in Ephrata. Oh, okay. So that's like a Mad Libs dream right there. Wow, that's weird. Yeah, very much so. Lesbian's date. Yeah, uh-huh. almost yeah, bought e- tampons there. Ephrata. That's, that's all I got, man. <laughs> Effort is a real uh, religious, very religious. Super, oh, really? Yeah. Like, people think of Lancaster as like an Amish town. I'd say more effort is like the out the outskirts yeah. of Lancaster City or Amish. I don't know. I, I've never, I'm, I've driven through Lancaster, but I've yeah. never seen an Amish person. Like, I've never seen a horse and buggy there. No, it's rare. No, it's, it's like, it's like a small Philly, but a bigger Strasburg. That's how I describe it. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's got that reputation. Right? Yeah. You hear yeah. Lancaster, yeah. like, it's like, oh, that's, that's where, uh, uh, God, I'm, Bowling movie, I can't. Oh, King I know what you're talking. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. where Kingpin's film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know uh, if that's a Pennsylvania movie. I don't know. Based there, I think, I think it's, it's Rhode Island. Is it really? I feel like they film all their movies in Rhode Island. Oh yeah, Dumb yeah. and Dumber. Yep. Yeah. But um, but was gonna I was gonna say about Lancaster? It's a huge art. There's a huge art scene, music scene, film scene. It's like real big in art, the arts, and like it has an underground comedy scene. So does that keep you motivated? Yeah. It's a growing area, and you could feel it. It's like there's an energy in the yeah. air. That sounds lame, but like it's just a growing area, so it's cool. How much did you need that? Like, how much did you need a uh, change of scenery to help you um, just get better? I didn't know I needed it, but okay. uh, yeah, I guess I did. Yeah, it helped me get better. I think because there's there's great comics in Harrisburg that'll come down to uh, Lancaster area, and they're just phenomenal, and you just can't help but get better or try. Yeah, yeah. Where do you think? Uh, you know, who inspired you to get? Like, why why are you doing stand up right now? Oh, I you just know, was uh, like, was it always something in the back of your mind that said, "Oh, let's go." Yeah. Yeah, I used to go to sleep at night, like, before I just started comedy, and I was like, because that's when you start thinking when you're sleeping at night, or, you know, yeah. right before you fall asleep, and I'm like, I'm never gonna, I'm too terrified to do this, I'm never gonna be able to do it, like, I feel like that's the ultimate art form, though, it's like one of the hardest art forms in the world, and I'm never gonna do it, because I'm too much of a pussy to get on stage, Yeah. so I would just, like, go to sleep for years, and then finally, really? I took that, yeah, I took yeah. that comedy class, and even after I took that, I was like, I'm not gonna, but, uh, I'm not gonna do it, but my friend Eric Drexler, keep bringing him up, he... He would call me up and text me, come on, there's a mic, come on, there's a mic, we yeah. got to He's like, so he made me really dive into it. But now I'm, I got my own thing going where I'm yeah. just like, 
I feel like if I miss a mic, I feel like I, I missed an exit. You know what? Like when you're exercising and then like you miss a day or two yep. and you're just like, oh, I'm a loser now. Yeah. That's how I feel with mics. Like, oh, I my, suck. My dad told me one time, my dad's a, a high school band teacher was. And, yeah. you know, I, I told him, I'm like, you know, maybe I'll take a year off between high school and college. He goes, nope, you won't. And I said, why? He goes, well, because if you do that, there's probably no chance you're going to go back to college. Yeah. And like, if I miss a mic, mm-hmm. then maybe, and I can't because I host. Yeah. So, but like, I'm like seatbelted in. <laughs> but uh, if I missed a mic, I'd be like, well, I missed last week. Nothing really changed. Yeah. Let me see if I can miss the next one. I don't, yeah. I, I know I'll fall into that. Oh, yeah. So I, I can't, I can't gamble with it. Well, you want to hang on to that momentum too. Yeah. Like if you do, if you have a show and you do really great, you feel like you could ride on that high for a little bit, but you shouldn't. You should just do another show or another mic the next day. Yeah. Do a mic, you know? Well, I feel like if, if, you know, and there are people who downplay mics, but I feel like if you're, if people are going to pay to see you, yeah, you owe it to them to put in the work yeah. so you're as bad, as good as you could possibly be. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I feel like you're just ripping people off. Yeah. You know, no, absolutely. I, don't, I don't have that natural talent. Like, I need to work at it. Yeah. So I just know I need to do this. Otherwise, you know, I'm going to tank a show. Yeah. People don't understand how hard it is. If you don't have a sh- if you don't have shows, you should do a mic. There's nothing wrong. With, like you need a mic. It's, you're working your shit out. You're, you and need. How else is anybody going to see you? Yeah. You know, if like, oh, well, I, I, nobody's booked me because I'm not doing a show. I'm not going to do mics. It's like, well, <laughs> then you're not doing then, comedy. What are you doing? Yeah, then, then how are they going to remember you? Yeah. Like I tell people, like if if you don't show up for a couple months, we just assume you quit. Yeah. Like that's it, mm-hmm. and you know it's it's not you know it's, you're not certified to do this. It's like yeah. you need to be visible, otherwise, who, who fuck cares? Yeah, there's always somebody new mm-hmm. and somebody funnier on that set than somebody who stayed at home. It's like, yeah, well, whatever. They're yep. trying. You know, it's like, what can you do? Yeah. Every once in a while, like I will take a, a mic off here and there just because I'm so like because I work at a day job, so it's like uh, I'm tired, yeah. I'm exhausted. So you know, I got every once in a while, and maybe I'll write and you know just yeah. but. I try not to take any, any time off. Yeah. For me, it's, it's, you know, it's not a new year's resolution, but I I just made a promise to myself. It's like, all right, I have to do something comedy related every day. Mm -hmm. You know, it can't be just like, Oh, showing, you know, uh, or posting about a show. It's like, no, I want to, I want to do a podcast. I want to do, you know, go to a mic. I want to, you know, be on a show, produce one, Mm -hmm. get a venue, something like that. Yeah. Otherwise I feel like I'm going to, somebody's going to pass me by. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm 36, like I'm not getting younger. Mm-hmm. So I started late. That's what I, that's how I feel. Yeah. Like I started late. I don't have time. I don't have the, the luxury of taking off any time. Like I have to just keep going. How old are you now? 37. 37. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, the last few people I've had on the show are like a year older than me. I feel yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm just going to start booking people for this show <laughs> who are like a little bit older than me. So I can always feel young. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I look at the younger guys and I'm just like, and girls and I'm like, geez, they have so yeah. much time to do this. I know, and they'll like, be all lax about it. And I'm like, oh, just do it. Just yeah. fucking get it over with. I, I see a 23-year-old 20, at a mic, and I'm like, I'm so jealous. Yeah. They could suck. But I'm like, you know. They could suck for 10 years. And still, and still be, be where I'm at right now. You know? <laughs> so, like, I just, you don't understand how fortunate you are. And yeah. maybe not fortunate is the right word. But, uh, you know, just how, what a good position you're in right yeah. now. And I was like, don't waste that. Yeah. So, that's 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 what kills me. It's like, I'll, I'll see somebody really good. Mm-hmm. For like a few weeks, and then they won't show up again. I'm like, oh, 
Yeah. Like if only I had your talent, your ability yeah. in my work ethic, yeah. I, yeah, could, right? I could be successful. Yeah. But no, I'm still stuck with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's not fair. Yeah. So did you have any influences like, you know, like favorite comedians growing up? Um, well, uh, yeah. What I, I like Mitch Hedberg, I oh, guess. Great, uh, yeah. Bill, I love Bill Hicks. Andy Kaufman was a yeah. huge, like when I was younger, I loved Andy Kaufman. That's the kind of comic I wanted to be is like a, an anti-comic. But like, you know, obviously. I saw Man in the Moon. And yeah. Oh, my God. He's yeah. so good. Yeah. I mean, Jim Carrey's really good. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Andy Kaufman. That, did you see that movie? Yeah. So the scene that gets me is when he's going to pitch this this comedy special he's got. Mm-hmm. And he wants everybody's TV yeah. to, like, like, like yep. just the, the effect that their mm-hmm. TV's going out. Because he wanted everybody to go up. From their chair in the what the seventies, yeah, to go and hit their TV again, yeah. And the producer's like, "Why would you want to do this?" And he goes, "Because it's funny for me." Yeah, it's funny to him. Yeah, <laughs> and like that's that's he only wanted to entertain himself <laughs> and Bob Zamuda. Yeah, and it's like that is perfect. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. So I'll I'll do these jokes where you know, like I know they probably won't work, but yeah. It'll get one or two people. I'm like, all right, that's yeah. that's the audience I want. Well, do you ever do you ever do a, a show or a, a mic and like there's everybody's kind of just staring at you except two people in the corner and they're just dying laughing. Yeah. That's all. That's cool too. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. So I just did a show in Rochester and I did a joke that always works. Yeah. And like it kind of went over, there weren't a whole lot of people there. I think there were four, four audience members mm-hmm. and a bunch of comedians. And it was just like, it went over the people, the audience head. Yeah. And like the guy, there's one guy on the right who's like, Oh, that's good. And I'm like, thank God. <laughs> I was like, that, that joke was, had a thousand bad in average. And <laughs> you just saved it. It's like, but, but like, I'll, you know, I, I have a joke now where, you know, it's just, uh, it's kind of a blowjob joke, but it's delayed because I'm talking about my cats and okay. and how I have to yell at my ex girlfriend. Hey, watch your teeth! Yeah, and like like half the room will get it, and I'm like, yes, that's perfect. <laughs> because what what I ended up doing was like, yeah, my the favorite part about that joke is that half of you got it, yeah, and you're gonna have to explain it in the car to the other half, <laughs> yeah. and that's where my fun comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like that for me is like an Andy Kaufman thing. It's yeah, like, yeah, I did this for me, not really for <laughs> you, but for me. And, so it's a selfish joke, but he's great. I, uh, I was a big Carlin fan. Yeah, and yeah, like, he's yeah, Carlin, Seinfeld, Chris Rock, all those guys, and you know the mainstream guys. Gaffigan was yeah. big when I was in college. Carlin, I watch Carlin. And I'm just like, I'll never be able to do. Like he just doesn't stop. The words don't stop coming out of his mouth. It's just insane to me. No, just one he, after another. He basically had to die to stop doing comedy. Yeah, you know, like I and he's the he's the one guy I miss like in this era. Yeah, where I'm like, I wonder what he would say. Yeah, for every, any news story that comes up, I'm like. I miss George Carlin. <laughs> and, but I think he was, he was so influential on it. Yeah, he's incredible. If, if you weren't influenced by George Carlin a little bit, yeah, everybody. I have a question. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, come on. Well, Bill Hicks was like, as I got uh, later in my life, he was a big influence on me. Why is that? I don't, I don't know. He was just so confident and uh, what he said was the truth. You know what I mean? Like he, he framed what he said as the truth and he was just like, his confidence was just so like, I, 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 he's incredible. I kind of get that with with Stanhope. Yeah, he's great too. Because yeah. like like he'll take an unpopular opinion, yeah, and he'll ride with it for eight or ten minutes. I'm like, and then by the end, you're like, you know what? Kind of, yeah. Maybe I believe he's that right. too. Yeah, and that that's where I am with Carlin. Like mm-hmm. I, I always say, Carlin could have been just he could have run for office. He could have been Pope. He could yeah. did. He was almost Pope in Dogma, but <laughs> but like he could have he could have been like Jim Jones and mm-hmm. and taken all of his followers and we would call all drew to drink yeah. you know had, had the Kool-Aid yeah uh, because he just was that charismatic and that eloquent with his words 
Yeah, that's, I'm right there. You know what's funny is you mentioned, I, I forgot about, uh, Eddie Murphy was probably my favorite, yeah. first favorite comedian when I was a real little kid. They uh, We watched one of his specials. My parents put it on. I forget which one it was. It's the one where there's like a little movie before it. Oh, geez, um, I don't know. He's like a little kid performing in his living room. The only one I know, I've seen it. It's him, either Delirious or the other or one. Raw. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, and um, I remember my parents were just laughing. They were dying laughing. I'm like, I want to be like this guy. So I remember... My, I think it was kindergarten or first grade. They had me draw. They're like, draw your hero. So I drew like no this little white family, like stick figures. And then I drew this black one. <laughs> and they're like, who's that? And I'm like, oh, it's Eddie Murphy. He's my hero. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like Gumby or, <laughs> no. or Dr. Doolittle. No, it was Eddie Murphy. Just right in the sweet spot. <laughs> I mean, do you have aspirations of being at that level? Like, you know, like. Dude, it changes. It changes. Like yeah. it, some days I'm like, oh, I'm just happy doing this. And other days I'm like, I want to f- go all the way. I want to move to LA or New York and, you know. Sometimes it seems like a pipe dream and other days it seems like, you know, I could really do it, you know. But there's people who move out to L.A. and they're like, eh, people are better in the uh, Lancaster yeah. area. And I'm like, hmm, it's weird. Well, you, you, know? you get this weird situation where where you'll be in a small town and then, you know, maybe maybe you, you know, did a guest spot at a club or you you, you hosted or you, like MC or you featured it somewhere yeah. and, or a festival and somebody catches your eye. Yeah. Or you catch somebody else's eye and they'll bring you up. Mm-hmm. Like there's a um, – Brian Regan has – you know, a bunch of like kind of not local, but a bunch of his openers are from like Buffalo in Syracuse. And oh, they okay. still live. One guy still lives in Buffalo. Okay. And it's like, yeah, every once in a while you'll just see he's open for Regan. And you're like, how? Yeah. How did he find him? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's just like the Stephen Rogers from, from Syracuse. Okay. And he, he opens for, for Regan as well. And he found him at a, a comedy festival in Jamestown. Okay. And so it was like just, and then, you know, just kind of, you know, uh, Rogers was on Colbert and it's mm-hmm. like, wow. Okay. Like it's kind of this meteoric rise. And although, you know, he's obviously put in the work and everything, but it's yeah. like, you don't need to be in that city no. to be noticed. You just need to be actively working and yeah. getting better. Yeah. And you know, things fall into place. I think it's important to get in front of different people though, too, on top of like, cause if you do the same mic, uh, let's yeah. say the, it was the same mic every night. You're not, I mean, I don't know if that's all you got right now, then do it. But it's important to get in front of different people because you, some some audiences are different. That's all. Well, to it. you also fall into a trap with that because you know you're now you know if you've been to the same mic for ten times, let's say, yeah, you now have made friends at that mic, yeah. So they're going to give you the benefit of the doubt in that joke they've yep. seen last week, they've seen it progress or whatever, yeah. But if you go to Ephrata, yeah. you know, if I go to Ephrata, mm-hmm. I get a whole new audience where I can actually tell if this material is good, yeah, or if it sucks, yeah, and it's like. That's why I try to perform as many places as possible yeah. because I need that audience. Because yeah. I just because sometimes they're laughing because they like you, they know you, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah. That, that does happen to Joey." Sure, you know that's the kind of stuff that happens to him, you know. But then you go to Philly and everybody's just staring at you, and you're like, "Oh, I got to work on this." Yeah, the timing like, is off. You know, it's, it's a hometown joke. Yep, and I think it's it's you, you follow that trap too, where where it's like, "Oh, I'm I'm, I'm only writing Syracuse material." Yeah, hopefully that'll work in <clears throat> Binghamton. Hopefully it'll work in. Ephrata. Yeah. It's like, no, that, that's not how it works. Like, mm-hmm. it's, if that's a local joke, you can't bring it to New York City. Yep. 100%. What have you gained most out of, out of that move? Just confidence-wise? and um, Yeah. Confidence-wise, um, there's more mics. There's more. I've met a ton of people, a ton of hilarious people. They're really great. Um, people who are willing to do, like, there's uh, all kinds of shows going on, all kinds of different kinds of, like, there's a, a comic I know. She's um, She's doing a food show where she's going to teach people how to make risotto or risotto oh yeah how do you say it whatever 
And um, it's, it's like it. Risotto. Yeah, risotto. It's confidence. Yeah. <laughs> and she's gonna. Um, she has judges, comic comedian judges, yeah. do, um, you know, judging the food and stuff. So that's kind of cool. But then there's all, all there's all different stuff like that. So it's cool. It's different. How often do you guys have the uh, like the game stuff down there? Because I know I was talking to Roya Hamadani and Ian Webster, mm. and they have like these game shows, like the comedy game show type thing. And it's like, is that is that all I, over the place? I don't think I know any of game shows. Oh really? no, I like game show theme, like. Like uh, is that more of like a Bethlehem thing? I don't know. Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, 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 maybe. So not often. No, not often. <laughs> Let me know where they're at. I'll be on one. <laughs> that answers the question. There. <laughs> there's uh, there's roasts. This one yeah. dude, uh, Joseph Ferrara, Ferrara. He just started this uh, the roast in the uh, Bethlehem area. So, but yeah, I don't know any game shows. Yeah. If you're listening, I'll be on it. He is a slave to the. I don't know. I'm gonna say dollar, but. Oh, who is you? Yeah, yeah. Try I say yes to everything. That's one thing. That's the one thing yeah. I never uh, used to do is I would say no to a lot of things. Now I just say yes to anything I could. Anything I'll be on anything. I have no just whatever you want to put me on as long well, as I get in front of a different audience or is that different? Is, is that the reason? Is it, yeah, like you just want to be more accessible. Yeah, I want to just I want to learn. Why did you say no in the first place? Like, was it just a time wise, a money thing? Probably yeah, nerves, time, or I'm going to be too tired. Or I'm gonna, now I'm just whatever. I'm. I'll be tired. I don't care. Yeah, I always felt like like you know, it's just as long as I'm on stage, I don't yeah. care. Yeah, I don't care. Like yeah. like I just did Rochester, drove two and a half hours, made ten bucks. Yeah, and drove two and a half hours back. Like I don't care. Yeah, like I'll make money eventually. Mm-hmm. Like I, right now, like I just want to be on stage. Yeah, well, I have a little calendar thing that I just I try to fill it up with whatever you got. I say yes to everything. So, do you have a goal? Like, do you set a goal every year? Like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to accomplish. I should. Okay. (laughs) I don't, I I don't, I don't, I don't know what the goal is. I feel like if I really want to do it, I got to move to New York or LA, like New York city. Yeah. Cause there's people doing five mics a night. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm just like, if I was a fighter, I would lose every match though. You know what I mean? That I was going against them. Cause they're going to be so far ahead of me. I'll do the most uh, I could do is maybe five mics a week. Maybe. Right. That's a lot. But they're doing like five, three to five a night. So it's like plus pop up shows. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, so if I really want to do it, I gotta, go, I gotta go where the where it's happening. So yeah, that's what always keeps me from like, ah, maybe I'm not gonna make it, you know? Right. But if you if you had the money to go there, like if I had I the mean, money, yeah. I mean, it's it's not even just a money thing though. It's like it's like where like you got a girlfriend, yeah. You know, so you'd have she'd have to go with you, or yep. you'd have to go long distance, or yeah, whatever. Or, so yeah. So it's just there's like, so many factors mm-hmm. that go into this. Yeah. It's like no, yeah. It's just it there's way too many factors it's just, it's just i'd have to find a job i'd have to live i'm 37 am i gonna live with nine other people again yeah. you know i don't want to do that again but then it's like do i maybe i don't want it bad enough. i always have these questions in my head you know maybe i don't want it bad enough but but i do i really i love it yeah i love comedy it's one, it's one of my favorite like it's probably the best decision i ever made was getting into comedy do you have any regrets about not starting but in the last four years do you have anything that you wish you hadn't have done you did differently or is it all just kind of this this thing that talking you know, led you? shit about people? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying not did to do it that. Come back, did it come back to you? Um, I've seen it come back to other people. Yeah. I've never really talked that much shit, but like I've seen other. I've been around other people that do, and yeah. like they won't get on shows and they won't get. And it's just like I'm glad I'm. That's the one thing I'm glad that I'm old, older because I I don't talk shit. I guess as yeah. much as other people, I just try to build people up and be positive. I'm not like some positive, cra- you know, crazy pot. I'm not perfect, but like. 
I don't know. I just try not to get involved with all the drama bullshit behind it, the scenes. It's so difficult to not like. To, it's difficult to stay out of that because it, yeah. Every, and I think every comedy scene is the same way. Yeah. Oh like yeah. He, you know, it's, are, it's just people are people are garbage anyway. Yeah. And it's fun to talk about people. Oh yeah. It's so super it's like, fun, especially if like if you don't like if you and I don't know each other particularly well, but we mm. do know common people. It's like yeah. oh, let's. It's like the weather. Like that's our small talk. Oh, oh yeah. Do you see what this guy was doing? It's He's super terrible. fun. It's yeah. super fun to talk shit. Yeah, it's not. But it's so dangerous. Yeah, because yeah. it's like it's like you don't know who's that guy's good friends, and it's like ah. And yeah, but then you'll see somebody like that, and then they'll get better. Like they'll they'll be awesome. Yeah. Like a year later, they're just incredible. Like they just keep coming, keep coming to the mics, keep coming to the. I've seen so many people like that that we talk shit about, and then like a year later, they're just they're awesome. Yeah. And then, you know, you obviously fall out of their graces. Yeah. It's like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. It's like, I should have waited a little bit longer. Like, I'll bust balls. I don't mind yeah. busting balls with people. That's fun. But just talking shit like, oh, they suck. I, I'm not, I would never put them on a show. I don't know. You just got to be a good person. Try. You got to try to be a good person. That's all. Yeah. The only thing that gets to me is like, it's like when somebody does talk like that. And it's like, mm. it's like, and then they're not, they're not putting in the work too. It's like, well, yeah. okay, you can talk all the shit you want but at least be better <laughs> yeah, like you know yeah. like like don't don't say oh i don't like this this and then do th- this and this yeah like what are you doing you're just being a hypocrite yeah and you're, you're not you're not playing well with others mm-hmm. you know like there's no way that wasn't on your your report card in elementary school like does not play well with others <laughs> like you're a dick yeah well i've also seen like there's a lot of mics that you go to and people are uh they're standoffish i guess because they don't know you but you know so i think it's important to be this is going to sound so lame but like it's important to be welcoming like to new comics and like if it's their first time on stage just especially as the host like i try not to be a dick i'll be like hey man you know this is a great spot to learn this is a great spot to do your first time on stage you know i hope it you know come back even if they suck Mm -hmm. on stage i'll be like come back just keep doing it just keep getting on stage just keep trying you know because if you're a dick to that new person, yeah. they're not going to be a new person anymore. They're going to yeah. be gone, and essentially, or eventually, you're going to that scene's going to be dead. Yeah, that's how you want to grow it. Is you want new people to come. You want them to suck. You want them to get. Then when they get when they have a great set, you're like, fuck yeah, like yeah. inside, you know, like they're, they're, they're doing it. Yeah, they're doing it. I know. Yeah, that when that negativity is there, it's like, why why are we doing this? Yeah, like are we doing this just to be this this inclusive click or exclusive click? Yeah, it's like get out of here. Like, what's the point of this? And I really, we want to have fun with everybody. Yeah. We want people to like us. Yeah. I already, I already have a job and there's yeah. like drama at the job. You know what I mean? Like I don't need a second job where there's drama and like I'm just here to have a good time. That's why I got into this is I love it. I think it's so fun. I think everybody's cool. There's, there's not anybody I can think of who I'm just like, oh, man, I hate them. Yeah. I try to be open-minded and try to like learn from everybody. So, so I'm a yeah. big fan of karma too. Yeah. Like if, if you if you do if you talk so much shit, well eventually that's gonna come back at you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, okay, we'll weed you we'll weed you out that way. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, uh so, so you moved down to Ephrata. Yeah. And do you feel like you have a good name down there now? Like like you're you're one of the guys to go to for anything. Do I don't know. Do you, you ever believe like things no, I, that I just always feel like a piece of shit. I always feel like I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I'll do a show and I'm like, man, this is really working out. But I, I try not to let, you know, there's two, some people who do like three mics and they have like a comedy Facebook and comedy yeah. Instagram and posting videos. And I'm like, <laughs> like I said, I try not to judge yeah. whatever. If that's the way they want to do it, that's fine. But like, I still feel weird. I've almost been doing it four years and I still feel weird putting stuff online. That's just me though. No, I'm self-conscious. I have to just because yeah. I produce so much that I have to put that out there. Yeah. Otherwise it's kind of a disservice to everybody else. Well, yeah. 
on the shows at least. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I go back and I'm like, you know what? I remember posting a video and I'm like, mm, probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> like there are a lot of things that I would go back and change, but yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with how it came out, yeah. how it, but I'm like, yeah, you know, if I had advice to give to anybody, but like, why don't you, why don't you sit on that YouTube clip for a little bit longer? Yeah. I mean, get a better th- one. If you think of it in school, in uh, terms of school, like I'm in, I'm the fourth grade, I'm in the fourth grade right now. Right. I haven't learned shit. Like if, if I'm going to school to become a doctor, I haven't even graduated college yet. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. so like, what, I don't know. I have a long ways to go. They say what, 10 years until you master something. And that's if you're doing it yeah. a lot like <laughs> can't do one mic a week for 10 years and then well i mastered it no you gotta like really fucking work at it you gotta right. li- record your set listen back to your set you know it takes a while do you remember the worst show you've ever had worst show i've ever yeah. had um i mean there's been a couple there's none of them were like terrible all right there was one i did where uh everybody just stayed. there was it was packed there must have been like 80 people and everybody just stared at me. Like I was doing my oh, really? top A A material, and everybody literally just stared at me. The only time they laughed in a, is when I would be, and that's still when I was like nervous about crowd work. But the only time they laughed is when I would be like, "Oh, you guys are just staring at me, huh?" And they'd be like, "Ah!" They'd lose their shit, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" And then I go back <laughs> into my jokes, and they just stare at me again, like just wide eyed staring at me. Not even it was the weirdest fucking show I've ever done. But yeah, where was it? I can't remember. I was I was doing it with Drexler, but yeah. um. I can't remember where it was. Somewhere around here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it, was it was a bar. It was a bar. Yeah. yeah I can't. I, uh, maybe I forgot it on purpose. But um, yeah. <laughs> sorry. sorry to bring that up. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It was. Now you won't sleep tonight. Yeah. They just stared at me. But yeah, that happened. I mean, that happens. You yeah. got to bomb. You got to eat shit. And it's and it's your A material. Yeah, that's what. That's the worst. You're like, yeah. all right, maybe I am a piece of shit and I suck at this. But I did. A, I was on a run of shows. Got to be a, almost a year ago now. Yeah. And. You know, I'd, I'd done Scranton, I'd done Ithaca, Binghamton, kind of the same 20 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I headlined a show in Ithaca, went really well. I'm like, all right, I'm, I got it. Yeah. You know, I'm finally in that groove again. Yeah. Because you go ups and downs and yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm good. And I wasn't, I didn't have to host all these shows. And I'm like, oh, I can actually stretch my legs and do do what I want to do. Yeah. And then I, I did a show in uh, Scranton. Mm-hmm. And it was like a second show in Scranton. And bombed and I'm like, why <laughs> and same material that's the worst like, man it's and there, there are factors to it and you know like you know i don't want to blame anybody but you know the momentum wasn't there for me yeah so i was like oh takes no blame off myself yeah. like it just didn't work yeah and i kind of buried myself too and i was like oh no that's same material yeah that's something that i think people who don't do comedy might not understand is like when you do well it's like you get a high from the laughter. For yeah. me, anyway, like I feel hot. Like that's why you, what you want. That's why I want to keep doing mics. And it's like chasing a drug. It's like you're chasing this high that, that you get. So it's like you'll do you. Like I, I remember I did a show and I did I did so good. People were laughing the entire way through. It was it was amazing and I felt like a king. You know what I mean? And yeah. then the next day I did a show and I just bombed. I just ate shit. It's like the highs and lows. They just I don't know. They come so quickly i know and they leave yeah they come and they go and they just it's it's insane so it's an emotional roller coaster but it's it's worth it i guess so i I was reading uh through your facebook uh like a pervert and a creep uh (laughs) but what are you working on now you got is it a magazine oh yeah that's something i'm trying to i don't know i've always i have a lot of different interests and um so i'm just working on this magazine where i um it's like a local a local thing where I'm the first issue is going to be about comedians so I'm going to do a profile on a comedian and I'm I'm going to interview her and then I'm going to do a small profiles on a couple other comedians and then 
have a friend writing an article and I'm going to see how the first issue does and then go from there. It's going to be like an art magazine where we do art and comedy, but local stuff, local stuff written in a way where like if somebody in Minnesota reads it, they'll, you know, it's not going to be too localized, but that's the, that's the idea right now. Do you have a, a writing background or a print back publishing background? No, I'm just, no, okay. I'm just diving into it. Yeah. I'm just diving in head first. Okay. It's funny because, um, my brother just started a printing company, so called Tepsi. Okay. Yeah. So you working through that? Yeah. I mean, unbeknownst to me, I, I really, I, I just sometimes I get so uh, there's I put blinders on that I, I don't see the rest of my life, but um, what's going on around me? But I didn't realize he had one until I made this first like shitty, you know, um, just like uh, do it yourself version of the magazine, and then I, yeah. I was looking through Facebook, and I'm like, he has a fucking printing company, so, yeah. So, it's, the first issue is going to be a, a legit magazine. Is what how, do you, how do you just, <laughs> just completely forget, oh, my brother has a printing company? I don't know, man. I don't know. Just blinders. <laughs> so many different things. Is it is it sort of like a fanzine? Like, like when, when I was in high school, we had, we had a bunch of fanzines going around. Mm-hmm. This is like, you know, talking about local bands or yeah. something like that just printed by some kid at high school who who stole his mom's credit card and that's kind of staples that, yeah that's kind of the idea but i want it to be a like I, I want to call it like a magazine i want it to look like a magazine i want you to read it and be like oh wow this is a it's a magazine so do you have any grand plans with it like you know circulation wise get the first issue out okay. yeah get the get get the material together because yeah. i have to depend on other people for this whereas yeah. comedy it's like you're the only one you got to worry about but like this so i'm going to get the material together make the first issue and then after that we'll, we'll go from there he, we do have the ability to put it like anywhere. Oh, like we great. can print like five thousand copies and get it anywhere, you know. So it's low cost. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Congrats on that. I guess. Yeah. I mean, assuming. Well, yeah. It comes we'll, we'll out. see what happens. Yeah. Who do you, Who do you have in mind to to profile first? Um, it's this female comedian. She, her name is Knock Bowie. Okay. She's a local Lancaster comedian. She's a good friend of mine. She's very funny. She's been doing it about a year now, but she's. Um, very interesting person, so I want to get her as the first. Now, is that is that kind of going to be the goal? Like introduce comedians to the area, like newer comedians and whatever for for the magazine. Yeah, I don't. I want to see how this one goes. If people are inter- more interested in the comedy aspect, then I, the the idea was I was going to profile a different. Like uh, the next one might be a, an artist. Like, okay, who paints. I got you. I got you. So then I would they would be more art based, and then, right. then maybe a musician. So more something for everybody. Yeah. But um, but then I was thinking like, there's not a lot of comedy like magazines or anything so that I know of yeah. locally. So maybe that'll be like, there's a lot of local magazines in Lancaster, but and they'll profile people. They never like mention comedy or anything like that. So that's kind of what put the idea in my head. I was like, you know, I, I often think that you know, if it's not on Netflix or Colbert or yeah. some like coming at you on TV, yeah, you don't think it exists anywhere. Yep, and like like I, I have a bunch of friends who are in bands. Mm-hmm. They're playing everywhere. And when I go to try to get that venue, like, oh, I didn't know we had a comedy scene. I'm like, <laughs> we, we have a Binghamton comedy crawl yeah. and it's going in its fifth year. Like, yeah. it, you've had five years to really know mm-hmm. that there's a scene. There's, there have been festivals there. There, yeah. You know, there are people playing at bar shows. Like, like we, you know, you should know. How do you not yeah. run into a comedian every once in a while? Yeah. But it's like they just need it you know thrown right into their yeah, face it's un, yeah it's unreal to me because they have a story slam in Lancaster that they do at this place called Zotropolis and they fill it up hundreds of like about a hundred people and you go there and you tell a five minute story and I've done that just to like you know see if I could do that and then people will come up to me and they'll be like you're really funny you should do do you do comedy and I'm like well yeah there's a there's a 
you know, and I explain there's a yeah. whole open mic that they have every Monday night and this and that. And they're like, what? I didn't know that. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, it, the sign's right yeah. there. <laughs> oh, I've lived here for 10 years. I didn't know there was an open mic. And I'm like, okay, well, come check it out. Yes. Well, it's the same thing with like like comedians who don't go to mics. I'm like, the only way they're going to really know that it's going well or, or go to the mic is if you do it in their living room. Yeah. And it's like, so until you get, until you can actually do something in like some dude's apartment complex, yeah. they're not going to, you know, yeah. see it. You know, they're not going to know comedy exists there. <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned that. I've had uh, open mics at my apartment too. How do Explain to me how this works. You just tell people, come on. I live. I don't have kids or anything, so yeah. I have a girlfriend. She's yeah. cool. She's an artsy. All I hear is bragging. Kind of, yeah. I just brag, 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 brag. <laughs> <laughs> so you just like clean up, like actually vacuum the, with the apartment so yeah. people come over and make it look. Yeah. People come. People, people are fucking, they're hungry for stage time, so they'll do it with a spoon in your living room instead Man. of a mic. Yeah. I know, do I know a whole lot of comedians. Who I don't want near my apartment. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That's ballsy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of. I mean, I've had uh, when I lived alone, I would have homeless people sleeping over my. I was a fucking really crazy person. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't care, but. But yeah, I'm not like that anymore. But um, <laughs> but yeah, you just say you're having a an open mic and people come. You sign up sheet. You don't even need a mic. Just use a spoon or a butter, oh, a butter knife. That's great. Yeah, and it's so awkward, but it's so cool because you're all – because I have a tiny apartment and a tiny living room, so they're all crammed yeah. like in there. So it works. I mean, it's worked well. Yeah, we have a – I got a bunch – a couple of rooms now that are kind of like small. Yeah. So when the audience is really in on you, man, they're just the best shows. No, they are. They're, they're the best ones. You, you can't run away. Yeah. Uh, I think they're afraid to look at their phones. Mm-hmm. And I know I am <laughs> yeah. in, in the audience. And uh, I just – it's – so much more intimate and mm-hmm. if a joke works there uh it feels like it bounces off the walls yeah just really great yeah and like so when you play these cavernous places like yeah all right like they're all the way in the back they don't give a shit yeah and Talking. yeah so man that's that's interesting i would just be afraid of giving out my address to everybody yeah uh, yeah, because I just know that there's this one one asshole, two assholes yeah. who I don't want well, to. If they're going to kill me, know. if yeah. they're going to kill me, they're going to kill me. Again. Natural selection, <laughs> yeah. it's like whatever. But we, this last one, we had a Halloween one. We did an open mic down in my living room, and then we went upstairs and uh, told scary stories. <laughs> it was really cool. How'd it go? It was well. It went well. People, people will come. They just want that. They just want that stage they time. Want stage time. Yeah. Now, do you have to feed them? Do you have to? Does that host like? The yeah. apartment host coming to the yeah. play like, ah, oh, anybody got want a water? Anybody want a drink? Got him some pizza. Oh, know? did you? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, made it a nice little thing. It was yeah. cool, yeah. Should be like just host one and then just like it's an elaborate ruse. But like, by the way, it's it's my birthday. <laughs> yeah, Thanks right. for coming. Yeah. Like, yeah. You got it. 38 now. <laughs> this is how 38-year-olds have birthday parties. <laughs> but I mean, if you can't find a room, just yeah. make, make one. You know, if there's no Wednesday mic, make it in your apartment. Then maybe switch. Have another comedian somewhere else do it in his apartment. Then you just switch around. You just... It's like the ultimate DIY. Like, yeah, yeah just, let's go. Just do it. Just punk rock about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you know, and I host these mics. And because and, the place I do, Kelly's in Endicott, mm-hmm. uh, it's great space, but they close on every holiday. Oh, okay. So I'm coming up on Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. New Year's. I think it's Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And I think those are both Tuesdays. And it's like, well, they're done. Yeah. And, and they might be Wednesdays or whatever. But yeah, it's like they're, you know, so I'm like, well, what do I do? They're done for how long? Oh no, just that just that day. Oh, like okay, I got gotcha. you. They, yeah, it's Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, yeah. so they'll be shut down. Yeah, so it's like, well, do we lose two weeks of, of mic time? Yeah. Does anybody want to come out on a Christmas Eve or yeah, a New yeah, Year's yeah. Eve anyway? Can you so, switch it? 
Yeah, I might be able to switch oh, okay. to Mondays, yeah. but uh, the the alternate is maybe we'll do it at my house. Yeah, and because I don't care, I've, I've got a mic and I've got knives as well. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, well, I could do it, and I only got one neighbor on one side, so yeah. I don't care. Hey, the, they've heard me yelling before. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I yell at my cats or whatever. It's a cool experience too. Yeah, it's. Uh, I saw it. It brings people together. I saw advertised in Scranton uh, yeah. about a year ago. I think uh, Ted Hebert had uh, a mic at his house. Oh, okay. And man, it, it looked good. It looked fun. Yeah. And I was like, I, you know, I would have gone just to hang out with that guy. But, <laughs> you know, it's like that's that does look kind of – and low maintenance, I, I imagine. Like, yeah. I don't need to – I don't even need to put on pants this time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. you're into my element, man. Yeah. Let's go. The only thing I got worried about when everybody was there, I'm like, oh, man, I hope nobody has to take a fucking shit in my bathroom. That's the only thing I was thinking about. I'm just weird about – Weird about people taking shits in my bathroom. <laughs> I Make sure you all. shit before you come to my apartment. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, uh, no number ones or just number ones. Yeah, I had a. Oh man, this this has nothing to do with comedy. <laughs> when I was 22, 23. Yeah, it's really cheap. Yeah, man, I lived in Lock Haven, Pennsylvania, and I like I was working a newspaper and I had no money. Yeah, so I uh, entertained this this lady friend of mine, <laughs> and uh, and I should have. Man, she I probably should have married her because of her reaction to this. But I had I had this rule where I was like, well, all right, well, you can pee in the toilet, but if you just pee, don't flush. Yeah. So if you poop, that's fine. Yeah. So uh to help her out, I started peeing outside when she was visiting. Okay. My lord, she followed the rules. Yeah. And she's like, Yep, didn't flush. And I'm like, so in hindsight, I'm like, how special of a woman was she <laughs> that she was able to put up with this just awful awful trait of a person I'm like oh but that's, that's uh <laughs> but i think i'd have to insta- institute that rule but like no yeah. dumps yeah no dumps no in my piles sh- no shitting like, in my like instead of litter boxes <laughs> yeah. for sure my cats aren't going to appreciate that at all so yeah. where, do you, where do you get a lot of your material from is are you just autobiographical um i'm just now like dipping into like trying to dip into like the you know the world around me more yeah. but yeah it's mostly about me Mostly like self-deprecating or things that have happened. Is that just because it's natural? Yeah. Okay. That's what got me into comedy is I would tell people a story and they'd laugh. And I'd be like, they're laughing harder than I feel like they should be laughing. Maybe I should do comedy or something. You know, like that's kind of what sparked it. But yeah. How often do you run into the problem where if you start saying something self-deprecating where people will be like, oh. It happens. God, that's what bothers me. It's terrible when it happens because, because that's not the reaction you want. But I feel like I've said the same thing and gotten laughs out of it. So it's I think it's the way you say it. Yeah. Maybe it's like you're you're saying it in a more empath- empathetic yeah. way. And, like you, you change know. your cadence a little bit. Yeah, change it around, make it seem like you're okay with it or whatever. Yeah. But or maybe just stop doing the joke altogether. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I, I did one and you know, I, I just took it out where I'm like, you know, it's not gonna work. Yeah. And it was yeah, it was like a uh, I think I think it was a I got three I got three cats home because everything in my life goes super well and then people like that yeah and I'm like that's that's how you know uh, that's how you can tell a guy's got it all together when he has more cats than friends uh-huh. and that line we're like uh-huh. oh and yeah like, no that's <laughs> I've got one more friend than cats it's yeah. exaggerated yeah yeah and it's like ah oh, it just didn't work yeah so I'm like ah fuck it I tried yeah. mm-hmm. you know there's no way you know as a one liner there's no way I could change it up for me at least. Yeah, but it's like, ah, oh, why? It's, you're at a comedy show. Yeah, you want you don't want people feeling sorry for you. You want them either laughing at you or with you. Like I don't care if people are laughing at me uh, as long right. as they're laughing, you know. But just don't feel sorry for me. That's <laughs> <I'm> not. <laughs> it's like don't feel sorry for me, Argentina. <laughs> you know? It's uh. So uh, now you're going into this this the world around you. 
Are you comfortable like making those like observations? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I was always, I was always comfortable. I would just go right into whatever. I don't care. It's whatever. I, but I will say this, my parents recently came out to a, the second show they've ever come to. And that was nerve wracking. Cause a lot of this stuff, is, I, there's like sex stuff yeah. in there. And it's just, you know, I'm older now, but it's still awkward as shit. Did they come to like one of your first shows? The first show they came to, yeah, it was in Lancaster. It was a small audience, but this one that they just came to was a gigantic audience, and I was like, I don't want to bomb in front of yeah. them. I just, I was super nervous. So that's the pressure. It's not even just feeling awkward in front of them. You want to do well. Yeah, so I want to do know well. That you're so not they, wasting your life. Yeah, yeah. So they could see. How'd the set go? It was probably one of the best sets that I've ever had. It's it great. Was, it, was in, yeah, it was insane. I know no. people don't want to hear that. They want to hear that I bombed my face off, because that's funnier. But Well, that's, yeah, <laughs> and we all believe it. Yeah. But now, do you, uh, what did they say afterward? Yeah, they said it was great. Okay. They, they were happy. I mean, it was. I did really well. It was a huge audience. It was like 200 people, and it's hard not to do well, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah, there's yeah, that many yeah. people, so it was just. But yeah, I did really well, and they, you know, they're like, "Oh, that's great." Yeah. But now they think I'm like, "That's what I do." Yeah. <laughs> every every 200 time. people. Yeah. Were they supportive when you said, "Hey, I'm I'm 33. I want to go start doing comedy." Um, I don't. I didn't tell them at first, but when they found out about it, they're like, "Do you get paid?" Yeah. <laughs> that was like the first the first qu- no. You don't get paid. What? Why are you doing it? <laughs> what do they do for a living? Um, they work with my brother. Okay, they okay. work in like okay, a, he's, he has like it. a restaurant business. Okay, in, right. yeah. my my parents uh, were not supportive. They're both teachers. They're musicians. Oh, okay. And you think like the musician side would have taken over and be like, oh yeah, I get it. Yeah, he's trying to chase something that we wanted to do as yeah. well. Yeah. But no, they were just like, well, do you get insurance? Like, <laughs> like how's the four hundred one k? Sure. It's like no, it's not. <laughs> not there yet and maybe <laughs> yeah. never yeah but it's something i really like to do yeah and eventually i might make some money on it and they're yeah. like well yeah just try grad school <laughs> like, yeah. well, if you pay for grad school we'll talk yeah and that end of the conversation yeah and when i tell them i do get paid they th- probably think i'm making a good amount of money yeah. like uh, 20 bucks maybe yeah. yeah i make gas money yeah and that's yeah. like awesome to me and that's a, like yeah. yeah fucking 20 bucks man yeah Dude, I'm getting paid for what I love doing. <laughs> I know. And it's like, oh, but then you you just try not to uh, divide that by all the time you've worked. And, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, oh, no, I I get it. I, I, I'd probably be better <laughs> off making sneakers in China. Yeah. Like, you got to think of it as school, though. You're going to school. You're, yeah. le- you're learning. That's what mics are. You're, you're learning. You're yeah, and, it, and it's – do you go to college? No. Okay. So, but that – I see, like, the open mic scene and, and everything is kind of like a – like a, a college. Yeah. Because you're running into people you probably never would have met yep. without being in, in that scene. Mm-hmm. And you learn from this person, that person, you learn what not to do. Yeah. And you see assholes, you see, you make your, make your, I don't know how you are, but like my best friends now are comedians. Yeah. And like, you know, it's, it's, it's sad because you, you, you fade away, you feel yourself fading away from yeah. the, the normal people. Yeah. But it's like, you're associating with these guys so much that it's like, yep. it's hard not to develop those relationships. Which is just what happened to me in college. Yeah. So it's like, but you you are putting those those four years in. This this is your college. Yeah. It's almost like you look at other people. Like I, don't, I know it's not probably not the right word, but like civilians. What's what, yeah. what do you call people who don't do comedy? Like, successful. Successful. I think so. Yeah. 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 But it's uh, it does you develop this us versus them mentality. It's weird. But yeah. It's like, like we're it's so dumb. It's because it's not war. No. But no, it's no, like you know like like you're. You're looking behind. Oh, they don't know what we see. Yeah, like they just, they see. Oh, like you know, maybe you could put this in your sketch. It's like ah, yeah, your sketch. Yeah, you know, maybe yeah. skit. Your skit. It's but like you should not, put this in your skit. That's not what it is. And it's like no, like I, I go to work and I'm like oh, 
you know, like, oh, don't joke about us. I'm like, well, that's not, yeah. not that funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had a guy tell me there was a cupcake that wouldn't fall out of the vending machine, and I kept banging on the thing, and he's yeah. like, oh, that's so funny. You should put that in your your, uh, your thing, your comedy. And I'm like, how the fuck? What are you talking yeah. about? Am I going to fuck the cupcake? Yeah, what do you want me to do? Put that in your thing. I don't know. Like, it's, but yeah, everyone's like, oh, this is this is perfect, this is perfect. It's kind of like, the, the, like, oh, this could be a Seinfeld episode. It's like, well. Probably not, yeah. but in your mind, maybe. Yeah. You know, it'll work. Yeah. I mean, I know they mean well, and it's cool yeah. that they're, but it's just not, it's weird. And you don't want to talk badly about it, because hopefully they'll be your show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, your parents have came to come and see you twice. Like, your family members come often, or? or no, this is literally, okay, okay. yeah, this is the second time. Do you prefer it that way? Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't want them to see me bomb. Yeah. That's gonna suck. But if you were, but if you were killing every show, oh, yeah. would you still want them to see you? No, I mean, okay. not every show. Yeah, especially I, I haven't been that nervous in forever. Like I was just, I was terrified. Oh, so it was just those two people made you nervous. Well, it was, yeah, it was my parents and my sister, and then it was just, I mean, I was terrified. I was like, fucking, I didn't want to go up. I was like, I don't have to go up. I could just leave right now. What's yeah. gonna happen? What's the worst that's gonna happen? I got that those nerves back, but I went on stage and I just, you know, how it goes. I immediately, immediately went away, and I was the, after I got the first laugh, I was like, all right. It's gonna yeah, be good. Yeah, it's gonna be fine. Same thing. Yeah, you know, that's just comedy. That's awesome. Yeah, like my parents have seen me three times. Yeah, ever. Uh-huh. And my dad, my mom twice, my dad three times. Yeah, and they were the most awkward moments probably of my comedy career. Oh, really? Yeah, it was just like, well, I'm not used to saying that stuff. We don't talk sex. Yeah, we exactly. Don't, I swear in front of them, but like, mm-hmm. not you know casually. And yeah, it's like it's like it's just weird. Yeah, it's like. And my car was broken down, so my, my parents came and saw me twice, and or my dad at least twice. And I'm like, oh, well, it's like he's just babysitting me at work. Yeah. It's, it's just, it was so weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, like you said, like, like when, you do, when you do a club or, like, you know, people are paying to see you, mm-hmm. it's like it's, you can't almost – it's almost – it's harder to bomb. Yeah. You know, at a 200-person show yeah, than oh, yeah, it is yeah, yeah, yeah. in front of six people. Yep. So I, I get it completely. Yeah. Man, but, I'm, yeah, I'm glad they saw that because I was – but I understand your your perspective yeah. too. That sucks. Yeah, whatever. I got the I mean, car's funny. Car's fixed now. Yeah, the car's fixed now. <laughs> it's, it's <my laughs> yeah, the the first show my parents came and saw, I didn't know they were going to be there because I didn't tell them I was doing a show either. Yeah. It was at Maddie B's in Binghamton, and uh, I was taking money at the door, and my parents showed up. I'm like, you, <laughs> and I'm like, it's fine. I got their money. Yeah. Like, yeah, they paid me eventually. But yeah, it was like it was just, and you know, the set went all right. But it's like, yeah. it's like the, the first joke, you know, it was I made it about them, and I was like, man, like, because I just thought of them on the fly. I'm like, geez, if they show up, yeah, you know, this, this, I had that in mind. I'm like, well, if they show up, I'll do this, and and they did. I'm like, okay, here we go. It's nothing's tested, and I was like, I was like, yeah, it's gonna be awkward that my parents are here. Yeah. Uh, my parents are here, so it's gonna be awkward, not because I. You know, I was going to talk about sex or anything, but I've been telling everybody they were dead for the last 10 years. Oh, shit. <laughs> everybody laughed. And, like, my mom, I don't think – I think she thought it was funny. Yeah. But I was like – but I don't I don't remember looking at them. I was like, whatever. <laughs> and then, event, like, halfway through the show or whatever, maybe a little earlier, my mom turned around and just didn't watch. Oh, she doesn't really? like I, I, She doesn't like stand-up at all. I didn't okay. know that. Oh, um, you didn't know. No, she, did, she. The only thing she hates more than stand up is me. So oh, like, okay. it worked out well. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> no, Christ. no, it was like, oh, it's so awkward for yeah. everybody. So, yeah, she came and saw me. You know, same situation. My car was done. Yeah, and our, uh, in the shop, and she and my dad came down to a small show in, in Calicoon, New York. Yeah, and I was like, this might be a rough one. Yeah, and it was. Yeah. So I got to ride back with them for an hour. And I'm like, oh no! Oh yeah, and I'm in the back seat. What'd they say? 
What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, they were talking shit. Yeah. They were talking shit about uh, other people. That's funny. I'm like, oh, you're a comedian for the. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. No, they're fine. But yeah. they're they're happy if I make money. Yeah. If I'm not making money, they're like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. You know, it's a complete waste of time. But they're they're boomers. You know, yeah, they're, they're boomers. They are, man. They're they're you know late sixties, early seventies. Yeah, that's what they care about. They care about the security. Yeah. So when no, you go yeah. into this and like it, like if they were just musicians and not teachers, yeah, you know, we, we would have the same same mentality. But no, yeah. they had that sweet New York state school pension to fall back on, <laughs> so they can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. Well, I'm glad the the two shows I did went well with my parents because now if I do bomb in front of them they could be like well you know I've seen them do well yeah so I always have that but yeah like two out of three ain't bad meatloaf's on it yeah you know meatloaf's never wrong <laughs> so what, what, now yeah. what are you doing for the rest of the day we, we were supposed to have a show tonight and that's yeah. gone now what do you, how do you kill the rest of the I'm just going to go wait outside the venue and hopefully they'll uh, still have the show. <laughs> if you look pathetic enough, <laughs> yeah. like all right, come on. I'm kind of worried that I'm going to walk by and the show's going to be going on and they just didn't want me there. Sorry to break it to you, but yeah, uh, you're on there's a, there's a, it's, it's happening. There was a group message <laughs> and it was like, well, don't let Joey know. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be that'd be. I don't know. It wouldn't be funny. Too, <laughs> it'd be funny. Yeah, it would. would it'd like, be oh, funny uh, like in a week for me, but right now I'd be pissed. But <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, I think they're postponing the show or whatever. Are might they? happen again. I think so. Uh, okay. I, yeah, we'll see. I think they might have it later. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. But that's kind of what comedy is like. Like, and it sucks. Is like you you save these dates. Yeah. And then if the show doesn't happen, you're like. Oh, I could have had this, this, yeah, this. I got asked to be on another show tonight, and I said yeah, no. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's supposed to be in Rochester. Or not supposed to be, but could have been in Rochester. I'm like, yeah. Ah. Well, that's how it goes. Yeah. yeah. You, you just got to roll with it. Yeah, because another show will come up. Oh, yeah. So, yep. whatever. Do you want to plug anything anymore before, before um, I let you go? No, I mean, I have Mike. I have an, there's an open mic in Lancaster, Lizard Lounge, every Monday, 7.30 sign-ups, 8 o'clock show. Come out. How can people follow along with you? Just through Facebook? Um, I don't know. Yeah, my name, Joey Tepadino on Facebook. Uh, Instagram, it's Joey Eats Puppies. Is it really? Yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> is that, it's been like that for years. I, no reason. No rhyme or reason. It's just, you don't eat puppies? Like, this is funny. <laughs> I did once, but. Wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> any, you want to elaborate? You want to go to uh, what kind? <laughs> no. Okay. I didn't eat a puppy. Oh. Oh, good. No, I feel like I lied. You lied to me. It's not good anymore. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, man. Yeah, dude. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Uh, we'll hang out for a little bit. Cool. But, all right, man. I'll talk to you in a bit. Sweet. Peeling back my sunburnt skin. I'll wait outside your bedroom.